around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. You can also follow me on all social media at mbills314. This is episode number 56. We're teaching on prayer one-on-one. This is our first uh, podcast series on prayer. And this episode is going to be the last uh, episode on this particular series. The first part, just a recap, was on petition prayer. The second part was on intercessory prayer. The third part was on praying or speaking in tongues. And this last part is going to be on fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. If you're just now joining us, maybe you got here via Instagram. Maybe somebody sent you a link. Maybe you're listening to it on YouTube. However you got here. Thank God that you're here. You didn't click on this or subscribe to this podcast by accident. Uh, I believe God's going to share some things with you and you're going to grow for the better. Before we even start to discuss fasting, let's first define it. Fasting is defined as a willing abstinence or reduction from some or all food, drink or both for a period of time. That's simply put, you're willing to abstain from some sort or all food, drink, or both for a period of time. During that time, you should be praying. Okay, what fasting does, before we get into the scriptures, fasting simply, when you don't eat, it allows your spirit to become sensitive and you can hear clearly from God. It allows your spirit to become more sensitive to the voice of God. Because sometimes as we're eating and as our bodies are full, sometimes, depending on the situation, you know, God's voice is kind of cloudy and you can't really hear clearly. Well, if you go on about three or four day fast, however many days, the flesh won't speak as loud. You think it will be because you're hungry, but it won't. Your spirit becomes more sensitive to God's voice. Okay. No, fasting does not do this. Fast, fasting does not make God respond quicker to prayers. And if you fast and don't pray, you're simply on a diet. <laughs> you understand? You're simply on a diet if you're not praying and you can't be fasting thinking it's going to make God move quicker. Fasting is for us. Fasting is not for God. Fasting is for us. It's to allow our spirit to become more sensitive to his voice so that we can make the decisions that we need to make. Now, let's jump into the scripture. Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 16. It reads, and this is Jesus speaking. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you now one thing i know about the lord and i've been learning 
just scripturally is that God does not want us to do anything with wrong motives. If you haven't figured that out by now, you will eventually. God does not want us doing anything with wrong motives. That means that even if you're doing stuff that he told you to do, if your motive and your heart isn't right, it's not received with him. So when it comes to fasting, at you know, once you're learning these things, you say, okay, I'm going to go on a fast. God doesn't want us to try to perpetrate and try to look extra deep to others. No one shouldn't even know that you're fasting. I mean, except people in your household or maybe close friends or whatever have you, if you choose to tell them. But that will be because you're telling them. It wouldn't be because they can see it on your countenance. So he's saying that, hey, you don't just get up in the morning, throw your clothes on, don't wash your face, brush your teeth, and, you know, say, okay, I'm starting my fast today. And then you just at work or wherever you are looking miserable. No, you're bringing attention to yourself. God doesn't want any of us bringing attention to ourselves for anything. All the attention he wants to get. You understand what I'm saying? So he's saying that if you're doing it for that very reason, He's saying that you have your reward. Your reward is you want people, you want to be seen by people, so therefore that's your reward. So when you decide to go on a fast, comb your hair, <laughs> brush your hair, you know, whatever, put a wig on. Well, no, I'm, however you do your hair, you know what I'm saying? Tell me what to do with your hair. All I'm saying is look presentable. You know what I'm saying? So, um,. Wash your face, brush your teeth, all the normal stuff you normally do. It's just, you know, you're going without food for a day or two or three. Now, um, since we've already defined fasting, uh, when people think of fasting, the main thing they know and remember is uh, Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 4 when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That's, you know, we don't know nothing else about fasting. We know Jesus did it for 40 days. And when we think of fasting, we thinking that we have to do it for 40 days. Um, but when we, the scripture we just read, if you notice, Jesus never said if they fast. He says when they fast. If you know the scripture we was reading, Jesus never said if you fast. He said when you fast. So that means that in some point of our Christian walk and our walk with the Lord, he's expecting us to fast. Now, he's not telling us you need to fast every Monday or every New Year or whatever, but he is expecting us to push back that plate every once in a while and spend some time with him. Okay, so um, if you look at Matthew chapter four, this is the account where Jesus was uh, fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So let's read it. Matthew four, verse one. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. And rightfully so. He was hungry. Verse three. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, Tell these stones to become loaves of bread. So he's hungry, right? So the devil comes and tempts him, seeing that he's the son of God and you have all power in your hand. Well, if you have all power in your hand, seeing that you've been fasting, why don't you go ahead and turn these rocks into bread? Basically is what he was saying. Verse four. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
Now, Jesus is displaying this and doing this because he's showing us how we should walk and how we should operate in the earth. See, the Bible says Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. So, I mean, he faced temptations, but he didn't sin. Okay, verse 5, it says, Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on the stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. See how Jesus is replying to the enemy with the word? That's the same thing we have to do. So even if you don't fast, you're going to get tempted. But especially when you start fasting, you know what I'm saying? Things going to come up out the woodwork. So you know that the, the and you have to understand that these are attacks from the enemy. So you have to say you have so you have to respond to it according to the word. You can't get in your emotions and in your flesh. You have to know that the enemy is trying to get you to cave in and quit the same way he tried to do with Jesus. Verse 8. Next the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Verse 10. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. So it says, uh, I think the King James Version says the devil went away for a season because he kept rebuking him with the word. It's the same thing we have to do. So when the enemy, you know, comes to tempt us with thoughts of doing things that we know we shouldn't do, we have to cast down those thoughts with the word of God. You don't cast down thoughts with thoughts. You cast down thoughts with the word. So when he comes to you as you're on your fast or whatever have you. You have to know the word of God. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast a couple of years ago. It's because, you know, I wanted to teach the word of God so that the pe- so that people can understand scripture. People won't go off of a meme and then run with it. People can, you know, hear the word of God for themselves, read the word of God for themselves, and then make your decision based on that. Now, most people listening to this right now, you may be thinking, okay, well, how many days do I need to fast? I can't fast 40 days like Jesus did. Well, Jesus didn't ask you to fast 40 days like he did. (laughs) You know, so I guess the question would be, how many days should I fast? Well, that really depends on you. You know, I wouldn't recommend a 40-day fast with no food and water. You know, know, if you want to do 40 days, consult with a medical doctor, and you got to have your reason. You can't just say I want to do 40 days because Jesus did 40 days. You know, he didn't say when you do 40 days. He just says when you fast. Okay. Um, In the book of Daniel chapter 10, we'll read Daniel did a three week fast where he says he ate no delicacies. Basically, basically all he ate. Let's just go to it. Daniel chapter 10 and um, verse two. It says, when this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. All that time I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. So for 21 days, Daniel fasted and he said that he ate no rich food, 
Rich just simply means tasty. He said he didn't eat any meat or wine in his mouth. Okay, now we are jumping a little ahead because before this, Daniel did a 10-day fast, which is in Daniel chapter 1, verse 12 and 13, I believe. I stand to be corrected, but I know it's in Daniel chapter 1. But during that, Daniel only ate vegetables and drunk water for 10 days. During that time, though, and all these times that he fasted, he was praying. So you have 10 day fast example. You got a um, 21 day. You even got three day fast examples. I've even fasted for a day. It just depends on, you know, what are you trying to accomplish here? The whole point really is to draw closer to the Lord and also to be able to hear him more clearly. We're going to read right now. Uh, where the apostles they fasted before every major decision now that's definitely something i know i can do a better job at fasting in general i know i can do a better job at. i think we all can but that is definitely something like i said it's not a heaven or hell issue it's not a commandment but i believe that god does want us to fast in acts chapter 13 verse 2 it reads as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So the key thing in this particular verse, as you can see, it says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. So as they were worshiping the Lord and, they, and as they were fasting, the Holy Ghost said. So it just shows you how the Holy Ghost is speaking to them and gave them direction. So sometimes if you're seeking God, like if you're praying and seeking God now and it seems like, yo, I'm not really getting any direction, I'm not hearing anything, fast for a couple of days. Push the plate back for a couple of days and um, seek God and you'll get your answer every time. I'm telling you every time when things aren't clear and things need to get clear, every time fast and we'll always get the job done. Because sometimes we just loading our flesh up with all these goodies and sugars and cakes and pies and not feeding our spirit. But once you die to the flesh, starve the flesh and feed your spirit with the word of God and with prayer, you're going to get your answer. So that's one thing that we'll notice in the book of Acts that before they made major decisions, they fasted and prayed before making that decision. Because I believe they wanted to make sure they was hearing clearly from God and they wasn't making any decision based off their flesh. Acts 14 verse 23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting, committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. So before Paul and Barnabas anointed or appointed elders, they fasted and prayed. The thing with fasting is simply this. It's sacrifice. What are you willing to sacrifice? I'm willing to sacrifice food for the presence of God. That's what it is. You know, so if you take the days out, if you take the, all that, it's, you're sacrificing. Everyone loves food. <laughs> I love food. You love food. So you're sacrificing, pushing the plate back. To seek more of God that's just simply it so whether you're doing two day three day four day I don't want you to really put numbers on it because I don't want you to try to try to compete and then we'll get into issues with you know Matthew chapter 6 we read earlier you know you don't want to well, I did an 80 day fast and then here you go doing a four day fast and now you're trying to compare well maybe they're more spiritual than me because I can't even get past three it's not about that it's not about that even when prayer is concerned prayer is is always 
quality over quantity. So it's never about how long a person prays. Now, I'm just just want to put this out there because this was something I don't think I ever had an opportunity to say uh, the entire series we've been talking. But prayer is always a quality over quantity situation. So you can't compare someone spending three hours with God to someone who only spends maybe 10 minutes or 20 minutes in prayer. So you can't say, oh, the person who spent three hours, you know, they're really spiritual and they probably got a lot from God, but they may not necessarily be the case. You can spend three hours in prayer and just spend three hours talking, but not hearing anything, not listening. But the person who's giving God their best 15 to 20 minutes every morning and you seek in his face, and then you quiet, you, you get quiet and God gives you instruction. That's what it's about. It's about quality time, not quantity. So with fasting, I don't want you to get into the numbers. Okay. Now, annually, like, traditionally every year, most churches do a 21-day fast to start the new year off. Somewhere in January, whether you start on January the 1st or sometime in January, you do, you know, most churches do 21-day fast, which is three weeks. And that's, and normally it's a Daniel fast. Like we was reading about Daniel, how he ate no delicacies. So Typically, you don't eat any meat. You just pretty much eat fruits, vegetables, you know, certain kinds of bread. You know, it's, it's very, very particular in the things that he ate and how he ate it. But it's sacrifice, man, because you can do those. You can do that Daniel fast and not pray a lick and you would just simply lost weight and you look good, you know. But spiritually, you didn't you didn't tap into anything. So, you know, I would, you know, I can't tell you when to fast or how to fast, but I mean, even if you consider, I did this, even when you consider marrying a particular individual, go on the fast and seek God and say, Lord, is this the right decision to make at this time with this person? Macchiato's music in the scripture. This ain't no ordinary thing It's more exciting than a summertime fling And it gets realer to me every single day A love so strong, can't nothing get in the way Flaws and all, he tells me, girl, you're beautiful The way I feel when I'm with him is incomparable Yeah, I know it might sound crazy What can I say is love is powerful, it saved me Side A. Please flip to side B. You know, you're going into a new business venture fast. Or if you just simply want a deeper relationship with God fast. But it's all about the heart. It's going to always be about that. You're not going to get around, get around that. Remember, God judges the heart. We see the outward appearance. God judges the heart. And speaking of marriage, let's look at that uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Fasting even where marriage is concerned. Or in, in a marriage. So 1 Corinthians, uh, what's this, chapter 7, verse 5. It says, defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. 
and come together again. That Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. So fast and even in the marriage, you got to remember, like I was saying, your passions are divided once you get married. So, you know, so if you were a single person and you was fasting, you know, every three months or oh no, whatever you did, you know, now you're married. So now your devotion needs to be towards towards your spouse so now you want to go on the fast you basically need to let your spouse know like hey i'm going on the fast so you know the thing you know so i'm not going to be doing x y and z and your spouse needs to be cool with that that's why it says come together again lest satan will try to tempt you you know so you can't go on the fast and tell your spouse listen i just need to hear from god i don't know i don't know how long i'm gonna be fasting (laughs) no you gotta have a time yeah, I let the husband know, let the wife know, like, yo, it's going to be two days, three days or whatever. Or they may even get in on the fast with you. So, you know, it's all a hard issue. And uh, fasting is important. It's not something that's uh, regularly taught. Um, but it's something I believe needs to be taught so people can know how to properly fast. I do remember my first time fasting at 17. Um, a lady gave me a book by Jensen Franklin. I actually would recommend that book if you want, like, uh, more resources on <clears throat> fasting. Uh, it's a book by Jensen Franklin called Fasting. And she gave me that book and I was reading it and he was talking about, you know, he started fasting at a young age and he believes that the sacrifice that he made at that young age, that the things that he experienced and now he believes that God is pouring out a lot of blessings in his life because of his sacrifice, that he was willing to push that plate back to seek more of him. And, um, he was just giving scriptures and just so many different things. So I remember going on the fast and I was, I did something like, I was like, yo, I'm only going to eat one meal a day or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like the diet, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was crazy because it was one meal a day. And I remember making up in my mind, it's my very first time fasting. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat breakfast and I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm just going to eat the big meal, which will be dinner. And I remember I did that for like, I think I did it for three days. I think I went the whole three, but it was rough. <laughs> it was rough because I didn't know. I'm like, it was a summer too. I was out of school. I don't think I had a job. So you think about it all day, sitting around the crib. I was taking naps. I was, <laughs> I'm like, can I drink coffee? Can I sip tea? Can I drink? So it was just so many different things going through my mind that you just, you just didn't know. You know, but I believe that God really blessed me in that. I believe God laughed at me, too, because he he knew my heart. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't being religious. I really just wanted to seek more of him. But I didn't really know how this thing worked, you know, but the book was very, very insightful. The book was very good. Um, I don't know. I just think maybe I missed over some things in the book at that time, which I know I did because I was just so excited to start fasting because I wanted to really hear God clearly. But um, those are just things that just happen, man. And you got to be able to trust God, allow God's grace to carry you through certain seasons and certain situations. And um, this prayer series that I did, it was really on my heart to do because a lot of us don't know how to pray. You know, a lot of us, we just say, pray, or I'm praying for you, or I'm doing this and doing that. We do a lot of things religiously or just out of, you know, um, popularity. But I really, you know, I know back in the day when I first got saved, I wanted to know how to pray. Because I want to answer. Because I don't know about you, but I don't pray just to pray because I don't have anything else to do. I think that anybody that prays, you're praying because... You know, you're seeking God for answers. You want God to speak to you and you want clarity and you want understanding. 
you know so <clears throat> and then that's how you build relationship you want a relationship with God you build that through prayer by constantly talking to him every day every situation that comes up as you get dressed in the morning I mean that's how that's how you build a relationship with God is through prayer and reading his word as you will see you know the word of God come to pass in your life right before your eyes I remember I remember God I remember a prayer being answered that I was just blown away it was a youth conference that I wanted to go to and I said okay I'm gonna pray and ask God for some money to go out of town you know because I don't think I was 16 17 I had a little part-time job but it wasn't quite enough I needed a little more extra money and I said you know what I want to pray and ask God for um, this money and I remember praying and asking God for this money and I probably I don't know if I forgot about it or I don't know what happened but I remember praying and then I remember learning, you know, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, which says, you know, um, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So I remember taking that scripture and I said, okay, Lord, I desire um, some money to go out of town to this youth conference so I can grow and da 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 da, whatever I said. And, um, it had to be a couple of weeks later I got a check in the mail and it was actually a income tax check that uh, I just filed my taxes for the very first time because I just got a job that year but I you know I forgot about that <laughs> but um you know somebody's saying oh you just gonna get that money anyway okay all right probably so I mean of course I was gonna get the money anyway but you gotta understand I forgot about it so to me and it was more than it was more than what I needed. Okay, that ain't coming. Oh, you might be saying, oh, that ain't nothing. That ain't you was gonna get that anyway. Okay, cool. I'll give you another one. I, I got plenty of them now. You know what I'm saying? So I got just so many different things. Cause I remember just asking God for specific stuff. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see specific stuff. So I remember I wanted a new Bible. There was a guest preacher that was coming to my old church and um I said, Lord, I want a new Bible. And I was specific. It was a, I think it was like a um, parallel Bible where it had like two translations in one. And this particular ministry that was coming sold those particular Bibles. And I don't know. I Maybe I just assumed that, hey, when this guest ministry comes, they're going to bring these Bibles with them. I was just sure of it. But anyway, I prayed and said, Lord, I would like one of those Bibles. And I don't have any money to buy it. And the Bible was like 60 bucks. I remember going to church that next day. Um, the ministry came in. The pastor taught a powerful message. I went back to the book table and I saw the Bible and I just walked and I was looking. I picked it up, uh, checked it out, put it down, took that, looked at the price and just kept walking. Then I was going to walk out the gym. A man stopped me and said, hey, I buy you anything on the table. What you want? I said, I want that Bible. He said, you got it. Go ahead and give it to the man. Now, I, we wasn't related. This was just a member of the church. Now, I knew the person, but they didn't, they did not know just for them to come in and say, hey, I'll buy you whatever you want on that table. So, it's just the little things. And the reason I'm bringing these stories up is because, you know, those little things let me know that God 
God even cares about a Bible. You know what I'm saying? I, to me, at that age, it was just like God even cares. You know, we even answer my prayers on me just wanting the Bible. You know, I remember my first job in radio that I wanted that I kept calling uh, the program director for. And she's like, we don't have any openings right now. And I'm just getting out of school and all these different things. And I'm just like, no, I, I, I want that job. I told God, I said, God, I want that job. It's a Christian radio station. I want to learn all that I need to learn at that radio station. And I remember learning um, about the power of the tongue. About death and life is in the power of the tongue. I began to learn about uh, confessing God's word and speaking God's word. And I began to learn about things like, you know, taking authority over the devil and how the devil will try to hinder, you know, your progress. And so I began to take these things. I began to learn these things in scripture. And I remember going in my basement at that time early in the morning now my early is about 738 <laughs> now some of y'all might be about four or five and that's cool you know what i'm saying i was just at somewhere yesterday i was telling them you know i tried to do the early praying like at five but i can't do it i be praying and eyes be falling down but <laughs> so you know what i'm saying so it's about 738 and i remember walking through the basement and i i remember finding the death because i knew it's like the enemy was blocking me from getting this job at this radio station i just knew it because there was no reason it just to me it just felt like there was no reason why i shouldn't have it like i'm supposed to have this job i knew it in my heart so i began i told the devil take your hands off of my job or however i said it but basically just know i bound the enemy because you can bind the enemy according to matthew chapter 18 18 well, so if you bound on earth, you bound in heaven, will be bound in heaven. And um, I remember going in that basement and Satan telling Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off my job. I loose these doors. I was just, I was just, you know, going at it. And um, I think I got an email or a phone call maybe a couple of days later. And same lady, she's like, well, you know, we, I don't know. I don't even remember how it happened. I don't know if I called her back or if she called me. All I remember her saying is like, listen, all we got is part time right now. I said, that'll work. I just want to get in there. You know what I'm saying? Long story short, I was in there. And that was my first radio job. That probably was uh, 2007. And I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. Um, I mean... How much time y'all got? Say <laughs> I can go on and on and on, and the reason why I'm sharing those uh, particular stories because I have even I have so many, you know what I'm saying? Because God answers prayer, and I just wanted to share you know these little things to build up your faith and also to let you know that God cares about the little things. He cares a little. He cares even about little stuff like a Bible. You know me. You know a teenage boy wanting a new Bible. You know he cares about you know me wanting to go to this youth conference and things like that and you know for that check to come in the mail at that time and literally the check came and that's why I forgot to say the check came like two days or a day before I was going to the youth conference now granted I had a little money and of course my mom was going to give me some money but I was praying because I wanted to see God do it it wasn't about me not being able to get money from different people because I had that money I got money from my mom grandparents and so forth I was praying because I'm a new believer and I wanted to see the Lord himself do it because I always heard about 
what he did for brother such and such, what he did for sister such and such. I wanted to see would he do that for me. So all these miracles and signs and wonders that I've seen and I heard about, I wanted to see, okay, will he do that for me? Can he perform a miracle for me? Can he answer a prayer for me? So that's why I would ask God those little things like that. And he answered those things. Even to this day, you know, I would just, um, some things you may think like, oh, I'll just handle it. But some stuff I got to remember, like, no, God is my provider, you know, and I will go to him with just even a little stuff. You know, and God does it every time. He does it every time. So just don't get so caught up on the time. When is God going to do it? Just know that God is going to do it. As long as you are asking according to his will, he'll answer. This podcast has been a blessing to you. Please share this with your family and with your friends. You can send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also remember to follow me on all social media at mbills314 and subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.